Section 15 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique Campbell, September 2018. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. The Key of the Hen House. It was like this. I mostly took Jimmy Stallside with me when I went egging. He's only a small kid, two forms lower than I am, but he's handy and does what he's told. We'd gone a partnership in eggs, but this time I hadn't taken him with me because I hadn't meant egging. I didn't mean to do anything when I went out. However, I was in the small plantation on Lenthwaite Fell, and I saw a corby go off a nest top of a young tree there was a bit of a wind on and the tree was blowing about i felt rather mad i'd got four corby's eggs already but i really wanted more corby's aren't so common and a few extra are useful for swaps yet it was such a thin young tree that i knew it would snap if i went up especially with that wind blowing i stared at it a long time then i told myself that being a young tree it was probably tough, and would bend down slowly with my weight, but not break. If I had only had Jimmy Stallside with me, it would have been all right. The tree would have carried a little chap like him well enough. However, I knew if I left that nest some dirty sneak would prig it while I was away. I thought I might as well chance it. I was about three-quarters of the way up when the thing broke. The ground was soft and I got a good mouthful of it, and made my nose bleed. I got up slowly and felt myself over. I wasn't much hurt anywhere, but my ankle had a bit of a twist. I put my handkerchief to my nose to stop it bleeding, and limped a step or two to get at the nest which had come down with the tree. There was nothing in it. If there had been, it would only have been smashed, but it helped to make me madder than ever. I said out loud, all right, Jimmy Stollicide, I'll make you sit up for this. You see, if Jimmy had been there, I should have sent him up the tree. So naturally, I felt savage with him. I had hardly said these words before I heard a laugh. I turned round and saw a lanky kind of girl standing close by, in the dark of the trees. She seemed to be a girl about my own age, and she wasn't ugly. She'd got a basket with her, but she put it down on the ground. I dare say she'd been watching me ever since I started climbing. She looked a bit ashamed of herself when she saw I'd caught her. Well, I said, and what are you grinning at? She put one finger in her mouth and sucked it a moment. I expect she was thinking if she wouldn't pick up her basket and run off without answering. But she didn't. She said, because if you're talking to yourself like that, you are queer. No, I'm not, I said. You were grinning because I came such a smeller just now, and if you were anything except a girl, I'd settle with you for that. Oh, but I wasn't. I was frightened. I nearly screamed. Did you hurt yourself much? Twisted my ankle a bit, made my nose bleed, and swallowed a peck of dust and beetles and stuff. Why did you go up that tree? partly because there was a corby's nest at the top, and partly because I was ass enough to think the tree would carry me. 
i knew all the time it wouldn't really you'll get punished if you smash up the young trees here got to cop me first she came a step forward now and stood in the sun she got good long hair i'd just as soon have that as not in a girl i've got three corby's eggs she said get them yourself no my cousin got them for me what's his name bill bill helcombe i'm marion helcombe did you blow the eggs yourself yes i did she seemed regularly triumphant about that hole at each end threaded em on a bit of cotton yes thought so look here next time you get any eggs make one hole and make it in the middle then blow out the insides with a blowpipe you can ask your cousin what a blowpipe is and how to do it not that i expect he knows she seemed interested in what i was saying and then then mount it with the hole downwards so that no hole shows at all and mount it with both names to it you want eggs to look like eggs you don't want to make them into a blooming necklace and you don't want them stuck all over holes like a bit of stamp paper i see she said she looked rather sorrowful if mine had been done right i would have given them to you instead of those you missed just now it's awkward when you think anyone's going to be nasty to you and you get a bit nasty to him and then you find out that he really meant to be rather decent than not this was what it was with that girl the hair on her eyelids was longish too though i don't know that that matters i hardly knew what to say i thanked her very much i told her that anyhow she was a long way ahead of most girls because most girls hadn't the pluck to collect eggs at all she looked at me seriously and said that i ought to do something to stop my nose bleeding i'll have to let it rip i said if i had something cold to put down my back that does it i've got it she said looking as pleased as if she'd found a halfpenny book i've just been up to the hen-house to get the eggs and i've the big key here she stooped down to her basket and picked it up do you carry that key on the top of the eggs i said yes it's a wonder it hasn't smashed some of them well it hasn't it will if you aren't careful another time put that heavy key at the bottom of the basket and the eggs on the top i will she said anyone would have thought that i was a master and she was bound to obey me i was surprised that she didn't argue more i slid that key down my back it was as cold as a penny ice after a few minutes it did stop the bleeding and while we were waiting for it to do that i talked to the girl i asked her questions and gave her some advice because she seemed to be a kind of girl that one might make something of she told me that she was just on a visit to her uncle and would only be there another fortnight i had seen her uncle he was a rough common sort of a man to have been related to her the way i saw her uncle was this reggie winter and i always celebrated the end of term by smoking cigarettes once we took our cigarettes and smoked them on a stack belonging to old helcombe and he came and caught us he was properly savage too and said he'd report us but he didn't that was all i knew about him i asked her what church she went to 
and she told me she generally went to Lenthwaite Church. I advised her to come to Manners Church next Sunday. It was no further to walk than Lenthwaite Church was, and the school went to Manners Church. She said she would come, and I told her where she'd better sit. She said that she went to the hen house on the fell side every afternoon. One of the eggs in the basket came from her own particular hen, and she had marked it with a cross and pencil, so as to know it from the rest. She gave me that egg. If I had had anything about me that I could have given her as a return, I don't know that I shouldn't have done it. But I hadn't anything. By this time my nose had stopped bleeding, and I wanted to give her the key back. But I didn't see how to do it. No more did she. I tried stooping down so that it might come out where it went in, but it wouldn't stir. Then I tried jumping up and down to get it out of the other way, but that wouldn't move it either. It was a big old key, and somehow or other it had stuck fast. I thought that the only thing to do would be to strip and get the key out that way. I was just going to tell the girl to go up to the other end of the plantation and wait for me there, when my watch jerked out of my pocket. Twelve minutes to four. Call over's at four, and if I stop another minute I miss it. And if I miss it, I'm done. Then run, at once, said the girl. Only, you've got my key in your back, you know. Look here, I said. Tomorrow isn't a half, and so I can't be here then. But I'll come up between twelve and one, and put the key under the top stone of the wall on the left of the top gate of the plantation. You'll find it there when you want it. That will do splendidly under the top stone left of the top gate. I won't forget. You're sure it won't slip out while you're running? No, that's all right. Goodbye. I only just got in time for call-over, and I fancy I made my ankle much worse by the hurry. I didn't quite see, at first, what to do with that egg. If I had been in the sixth, I should have had a study to myself, and then I could have boiled it over the gas but I wasn't in the sixth, and so I hadn't a chance. However, I had a good idea. It was my bath night. The bath seemed very near boiling hot. It was too hot to get into at first anyhow. So I put the egg in and sat on the edge and waited till the water was cooler. After about twenty minutes I tried the egg. It wasn't exactly cooked, and it wasn't exactly raw. I've eaten many worse things. Next morning my ankle was just about as bad as it could be. I could hardly bear to put my foot on the ground. However, my notion was that I would go to morning school, hop up to the plantation somehow or other between twelve and one, and put the key in its place, and then go up to the sick room. As it happened, I didn't do that. A housemaster caught me limping about after breakfast, and sent me up to the sick room there and then they bandaged my ankle put me upon a couch and wouldn't let me stir then i thought i really was done i didn't see how i was to get that key back to the place we'd agreed on before the afternoon and i knew that if i did not get it back that girl would be in for no end of a row lying there on my back i thought of a plan I knew Reggie Winter would be likely to come up after school to see what was the matter with me, and so he did. He asked me how I damaged my foot. Doing a champion performance, I said, 
i ran from here to the gate and that small plantation and lengthwaite fell and back again in thirty minutes of course i knew that i could do it in twenty-four but i said thirty because i wanted to make reggie winter say he could do better and he did that's a fat champion performance he said thirty minutes i'd do it in twenty any day you always did think a lot of your running go and do it then do it now if you're so sure of yourself and i'll lay you a bob you don't do it in twenty done with you he said i gave him the henhouse key and told him to put it under the top stone on the left-hand side of the gate so that i should know he'd really been there i said it was just an old key that i'd picked up then i timed him by my watch and off he went as hard as he could go when he'd gone i lay back and chuckled i thought to myself that i'd made reggie winter do my business for me without even knowing that he was doing it and that i should make a bob out of it as well then i stopped chuckling because i remembered that i hadn't told him the top gate so he'd be certain to go to the gate at the other end of the plantation which was one minute nearer it was as bad as having a tooth out to lie there without being able to move and think about it it's bad enough to find out that you've been an idiot at any time but it's worse to find out that you've been an idiot just when you considered that you were being particularly smart then there was the girl she'd been very friendly giving me an egg from her own particular hen and so on besides she couldn't have been called bad-looking it wasn't so pleasant to think what a row she would get into with her uncle or what she would think of me for not keeping my word and for losing the key of the hen-house for her i wondered whether she would tell her uncle about having lent the key to me to put down my back at least i didn't wonder much for i thought it about as sure as death that she wouldn't presently back came reggie winter blowing and panting so that he could hardly speak he'd taken two minutes thirty-five seconds more than the time he'd betted he'd do it in he chucked me the shilling and said that he could have done it in twenty if he had been in running things no you couldn't my son i said i doubt if you've been there and back now in twenty-two thirty-five well i'll take my oath i have besides i've put the key where you told me against the gate so you can see for yourself as soon as you stop shamming it here plucky lot of shamming there is about me with an ankle swollen up the size of a house which gate did you go to nearest of course there'd have been no sense in going on sweating up to the top gate i wouldn't there just i almost wished i'd told reggie winter all about the whole thing i believe he'd have taken the key up to the top gate for me but then i should have had to give the girl away and i should have had to give myself away into the bargain a nice sort of story reggie winter would have put all over the place it's just as well i didn't let him into the secret in desperation i now thought of jimmy stallside i'd a sort of authority over jimmy I could make him do a thing without telling him the reason for it, and that wasn't possible with Reggie Winter. So I said, Look here, Reggie, 
if you're going down you might send jimmy stall aside up to me presently up came jimmy hello said jimmy you've cooked your ankle jolly well how did you do that and what do you want look here jimmy i said would you chance cutting dinner today well i'd sooner cut evening prep or something of that kind one gets a little pecky about this time of day as far as chancing it goes i don't mind that tell the two chaps who generally sit each side of you to close up a bit so as not to leave a vacant place and warn the girl who slates it's your side of the table not to sneak and then there you are it's ten to one no master spots that you're not there i wanted you to go somewhere and to do a thing for me if you'd cut dinner you'll be back half an hour before school and then you can get a blow-out at andrews here's a bob to do it on that was the bob i got from reggie so i didn't lose anything in that is it anything to do with eggs yes it is i said if the key of a hen-house hasn't got anything to do with eggs what has you won't see the point of it at first and if you speak about it to anyone you'll ruin the whole thing you must just do it on trust and it will work out very well i suppose you can keep a secret well i should think so what have i got to do go to the plantation on linwaite fell under the top stone of the wall left of the lower gate you'll find the key take that key and put it again under the top stone of the wall but this time left of the upper gate all right but i don't see what this has got to do with eggs i told you that you wouldn't understand it at first and i can't explain it yet all you've got to do is to go off and change the position of that key as i said so off he went i'd hardly hoped to be able to make jimmy go and do that without telling him any lies but you see i hadn't told him a single lie i had said that he wouldn't understand it now but i hadn't told him that he would ever understand it any better it was a comfort to me to think that the girl would get the key all right now it made me easier in my mind and i ate a very good dinner i had hardly finished before jimmy came back and swore that the key was not there at all he'd been there and looked both sides of both gates so as not to make any mistake about it he seemed to think that i had been playing off some sell upon him no i haven't i said as it happens this is a particularly serious business and i wish to goodness i could make it out but i couldn't make it out there was no doubt that reggie had put the key there the fact that he had paid up his bet proved that and there was no doubt that jimmy had not found the key there when he went he wouldn't have risked disobeying me and telling me a fib on the top of it it wouldn't have been worth his while and i couldn't help thinking about the trouble that girl would get into for losing the key and all through my fault you can believe me or not and most likely you won't but i hardly slept a wink that night in consequence i was not allowed to do any walking until sunday and then i went to manners church with the rest of the school i had expected that the girl being angry with me wouldn't be there so of course she was there and in the seat that i had told her to take this seat happened to be exactly opposite mine 
so I could hardly help seeing her. But all during the first part of the service she wouldn't look at me in the least, but kept her eyes down upon her book. Just in the last hymn she looked up for a second, nodded, and smiled. It was all done in a flash, and the next moment she got the usual sort of hymn expression on her face. No one would have seen that nod who had not been watching her pretty closely. I saw that everything must be all right, but I couldn't make out how it had come about. I wanted to give her some sign to tell her to write a note explaining what had happened, to put it in her glove, and drop the glove as she passed me in the churchyard afterwards, so that I could pick it up, get the note out unseen, and return the glove to her, just as if I had been doing an ordinary act of politeness to a girl I had never seen before in my life. I couldn't think of any sign, though, that would express as much as that. Well, it was no good. She didn't look at me again, and she left directly the service was over. The school always stopped, you know, till everybody else had gone out, so there I had to sit and watch her sailing down the aisle. Next day an extraordinary thing happened. I got three letters from three distinct aunts, none of whom knew that either of the other two were writing, and each letter had a tip in it. The total was two pounds five. Well, I thought to myself that I'd make some provision for the latter end of the term. What I made up my mind to do was to blue one quid in miscellaneous things, and put the rest in the post office savings bank, and draw it out again when I was very hard up. I was going down the village to the post office, when I happened to stop before a jeweler's window. You see, in the village there are lots of trades go to one shop, and the jeweler was also an ironmonger. I didn't want to look at his plated toast racks and things of that kind. I wanted to see an entirely new rat trap that he had in his window. As I was looking at it, I noticed a bundle of charms, things that people wear on their watch chains. There were several of them all together on one ring. There were a heart, an anchor, a cross, a thing like a diagram out of Euclid, and a silver key. They were marked seven and sixpence, but I got them for seven shillings, after a lot of argument. I didn't put any money in the savings bank, after all. Then I waited for Wednesday, and counted the hours. It wasn't so much that I wanted to see the girl, and give her the present I had bought for her, as that I wanted to get the whole thing cleared up. I wanted to know what had happened to the key of the hen-house. I was in the plantation early on Wednesday afternoon. As I waited, there a boy came through the trees with a basket and a key in it. I recognized that basket and that key. I suppose I stared at him. It's not unlikely. At any rate, just after he had gone past me, he turned around and said, What are you doing, sneaking about here? So I said, Sneak yourself. If you hadn't bought this place, you'd better go on and bring the washing home. Well, he was angry at that, and used a very bad language. He walked on a step or two, and then picked up a stone and shied it at me. It went hard, but wide. So I shied back. It was the best shot I ever took in my life. It hit the basket, which he was holding loosely, and sent it spinning. He picked it up and shouted that he'd come and knock the head off my shoulders. So I told him to come along. 
and he didn't of course i saw then that this boy had been sent to get the eggs instead of the girl he was a common kind of boy and i shouldn't have much minded if i'd had a bit of a row with him however i saw now that the girl wasn't coming somehow or other i felt almost as sorry as if i had really cared about it which of course i didn't what i wanted was to find out about the key i just gave it all up and started home and when i got to the gate of the plantation there was that girl sitting on it she was always giving me surprises she was dressed rather prettily not that i take much notice of how girls are dressed she smiled at me i do not mind owning although i am prejudiced against girls that i like the way she smiled it made you feel as if there were an extra half and that you'd got let off an impost that you'd expected then we began to explain things both of us talking at once if she hadn't interrupted me and had just answered my questions i should have understood what had happened much sooner however i got at it at last winter had taken the key and put it against the wrong gate just as i supposed her cousin was up a tree in the plantation at the time getting a magpie's nest he saw winter come busting up as hard as he could run slip the key under the stone and then bolt off again her cousin thought that a very queer thing for any chap to do so he came down from his tree and went to have a look he lifted up the stone and found that it was the key to the hen-house that fairly puzzled him he did not see how any boy from the school could have got the key or why if he had got it he should have been in such a mighty hurry to hide it just there so her cousin picked up the key went home with it and told her uncle all about it then it seemed that her uncle rather went for her and told her that she must have been up to some joke with one of the school lads and what did you say i asked i told him i hadn't that was a buster no it wasn't there hadn't been any joke it was a very serious accident you know it was he were laid up for days with it i don't tell fibs then uncle said i must have given the key to one of the boys and i told him again that i hadn't well anyhow that was a fib of course it wasn't i hadn't given the key to anybody i'd lent it he didn't ask me if i'd lent it or i should have told him so he said i must have dropped it and that as i was so careless bill would go to fetch the eggs in the future i'm sorry you got into a row about it oh it wasn't much and it wasn't your fault anyhow i don't mind i'm leaving tomorrow i wish you weren't i might come up here again in the afternoon and she shook her head and smiled she'd got teeth like the inside of a coconut no she said it wouldn't do why not because it wouldn't that's no reason besides they'd suspect i believe my cousin does suspect now i don't like him much of course he's awfully kind in the ways of getting me things and so on why don't you like him she looked down and waggled her foot oh well i don't know some way can't you guess i saw him in the plantation just now i said i wonder if he knew what i was there for she laughed of course he couldn't you see you weren't the boy that he saw with the key no 
i say talking about that key i got this that i wanted to give you i pulled out the bundle of charms that i had bought now this was a queer thing i had fully intended to imply somehow that the thing was real silver and i'd given a good deal of money for it it's not much use being generous unless people know that you really are generous yet somehow or other i said the exact opposite i said it's a sort of memento you could wear it on a watch-chain it isn't anything much she was very pleased with it she kept on thanking me over and over again and she said she didn't think she really ought to take it yes you ought and you must i told her anyhow i think i must she said you're a very nice boy i wish i'd got a memento to give you now you may think that what had happened next was all a planned thing and that i had intended it from the first if so you're wrong as a rule i rather despise girls than not i suppose that the reason why i said what i did was because this was really speaking fairly rather an exceptional kind of girl it seemed to come over me suddenly what i said was give me a kiss then she looked away and shook her head but didn't say anything yes do couldn't i almost asked her if as she wouldn't kiss me i might kiss her but i thought that wouldn't be a good thing to do because she might refuse again so i just kissed her without saying anything she turned white and then crimson quite suddenly she did what she had just said she couldn't do before i entirely recovered myself she had gone she ran away through the plantation and i never saw her again i shouldn't like this to be generally known i don't want to spend the rest of my school days in licking chaps or getting licked by them and that is what would happen if reggie winter or any of them got to hear of it end of section fifteen recording by angelique campbell september two thousand eighteen